This is an Alert USA Threat Journal, Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, August 26th, 2023. This week in security news, there have been some interesting developments in Eastern Europe over the last week, starting with news of the crash of a business jet owned by Yevgeny Prigozhin, the head of the Wagner Mercenary Group, while en route from Moscow to St. Petersburg. Pergozin's name was on the passenger list and is presumed dead. Listeners are reminded that on June 23rd, the Wagner Group, a Russian government-funded private military company, abandoned their positions in Ukraine and staged a rebellion led by Pergozin after a breakdown of the relationship with the Russian Ministry of Defense. On their way towards Moscow, Pergozin's forces took control of the city of Rostov-on-Don and the headquarters of the Southern Military District. As an armored column of Wagner troops advanced towards Moscow, Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko brokered a settlement with Pergozin, bringing an end to the uprising. The deal allowed Wagner forces to return to their base in Belarus in exchange for a guarantee of their safety. According to an assessment by the Institute for the Study of War, quote, Putin's almost certain order for the Russian Ministry of Defense to shoot down Pergozin's plane is likely a public attempt to reassert his dominance and exact vengeance for the humiliation that the Wagner Group's armed rebellion caused Putin and the Russian Ministry of Defense. While initial reporting indicated that the plane was shot out of the sky, the latest reports raised the possibility that the cause of the crash was a bomb on board. As a final note on this story, social media channels linked to the Wagner Group report that Wagner fighters are vowing revenge on Russian President Vladimir Putin and Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu over Prigozhin's death. In related news, on Monday, Alert USA subscribers were notified of a security alert issued by the U.S. Embassy in Belarus, warning U.S. citizens in the country to depart immediately. The alert comes following the closure of multiple border crossing points from Belarus into Poland, Lithuania, and Latvia. The border crossing closures come as a result of the increasing hybrid threats from within Belarus, including an increase in Russian forces in the country, the presence of thousands of Wagner forces who took refuge following their failed coup attempt, repeated provocations and attempted illegal border crossings, and what the Lithuanian government simply refers to as, quote, geopolitical circumstances. The Polish, Lithuanian, and Latvian governments have also surged military forces to their respective frontiers with Belarus and warned that further closures of the border crossings are possible. Also this week, the Pentagon announced that the U.S. will begin training Ukrainian fighters to fly and maintain F-16 fighter jets in the coming months. Here is Pentagon Press Secretary, Air Force Brigadier General Pat Ryder, describing the effort. The Department of Defense is announcing today that the United States will soon begin training Ukrainians to fly and maintain F-16 fighter aircraft in support of the international effort to develop and strengthen Ukraine's long-term defenses. Following English language training for pilots in September, F-16 flying training is expected to begin in October at Morris Air National Guard Base in Tucson, Arizona facilitated by the Air National Guard's 162nd Wing. Although we do not have specific numbers to share at this time in regards to how many Ukrainians will participate in this training, we do anticipate it will include several pilots and dozens of maintainers. Importantly, although some Ukrainian pilots have English language skills, we are anticipating that all of the pilots coming to the United States will require some level of additional English language instruction given the complexities and the specialized English that's required to fly these aircraft. Therefore, as mentioned, uh, these pilots will also be conducting English language training at Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio, Texas in September prior to attending F-16 flying training in Arizona. 
The training provided by the United States will complement the F-16 pilot and maintenance training that's already underway in Europe and further deepens our support for the F-16 training coalition led by Denmark and the Netherlands. Moving forward, we will remain in close consultation with the Danes, the Dutch, and other allies to ensure U.S. training complements the broader coalition training effort. Shifting over to the Western Pacific, on Thursday of this week, Tokyo Electric Power Company, operator of the Fukushima Daiichi Nuclear Power Station, announced that it has begun releasing its first batch of treated radioactive water into the Pacific Ocean. Filtered using a facility known as the Advanced Liquid Processing System, the treated water is said to have had dozens of radionuclides filtered to levels that, combined with dilution in the ocean, would bring contamination to what are considered safe levels. More than 1 million metric tons of treated water, which was used to cool the destroyed reactors, is stored in more than 1,000 tanks spread across the site. It is expected that the entire discharge process could take as long as 40 years to complete. The start of the water release has angered several nearby nations and fisheries groups. This week, China and Hong Kong announced a ban on all aquatic products coming from Japan. That's roughly 40% of Japan's overall market. South Korea has said that they will increase their testing, although public fears of contaminated seafood has already resulted in mostly empty fish markets. The Japanese government is warning its citizens in China and South Korea to keep a low profile in public. Thus far, there has been no word from the FDA about bans or even increased testing of Japanese seafood products entering the United States. Turning back to the U.S., listeners are once again reminded that the Department of Homeland Security has a National Terrorism Advisory System bulletin in effect warning that lone offenders and small groups motivated by a range of ideological beliefs and personal grievances continue to pose a persistent and lethal threat to the homeland. Quoting from the bulletin, both domestic violent extremists and those associated with foreign terrorist organizations continue to attempt to motivate supporters to conduct attacks in the homeland, including through violent extremist messaging and online calls for violence. In the coming months, factors that could mobilize individuals to commit violence include their perceptions of the 2024 general election cycle and legislative or judicial decisions pertaining to sociopolitical issues. The bulletin continues, quote, Likely targets of potential violence include U.S. critical infrastructure, faith-based institutions, schools, racial and ethnic minorities, and government facilities and personnel, including law enforcement. Caution and vigilance are urged. Links to the full NTAS bulletin can be found in the weekly threat journal email newsletter. Next up, in travel security news, in addition to the security alert issued by the U.S. Embassy in Belarus, Alert USA also once again reminds listeners of a U.S. State Department worldwide caution currently in effect, warning of the continuing threat of terrorist attacks, demonstrations, and other violent actions against U.S. citizens and interests overseas. With this in mind, those listeners planning travel outside of U.S. borders would be wise to take a few minutes and check out the U.S. State Department's travel website, as well as that of the CDC, for safety, security, and health considerations for your particular destination. In addition to U.S. government travel guidance, it is also highly useful to visit the equivalent websites of the Canadian, Australian, and U.K. governments to see what those nations have to say about your destination, as the content of security assessments can vary widely. Links to those foreign government sites can also be found in the weekly Threat Journal email newsletter. Finally, AlertUSA also recommends international travelers take a few minutes to register your trip with the State Department's Smart Traveler Enrollment Program so you can receive important security updates directly from the U.S. mission in your destination country. All of these resources are easy, they're free, and considering the increase in tensions and violence around the world, these simple steps could actually save your life if you just avail yourself of the tools. 
If you would like to receive Homeland Security-related threat and incident alerts on your mobile device, such as those mentioned in this podcast, visit AlertsUSA.com. AlertsUSA continues to monitor the overall domestic and international threat environment and will immediately notify service subscribers via SMS messages and email of new alerts, warnings and advisories, or any other factors which signal a change in the overall threat picture for American citizens as events warrant. This has been an Alert USA Threat Journal Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, August 26, 2023.